Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line. The happy afternoon, sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Cause now we go and All right, we're heading into the weekend, so it's time to get some good advice on fishing. Thought I'd check in with Toby Kavalivog, who I've known for a long time and love to have him on the show. Toby, thanks, first of all, for stopping by today. Thank you, Kevin. It's uh, glad to be back. That means we're uh, through the winter, and we're now back to soft water and talking fishing in Paul Bunyan country. Yes, I do like soft water and summer. That's a fact. Um, you, of course, are a great guy to talk to. I mean, you proved it here at the uh, at the Knights Columbus Walleye Classic last year. You do know how to catch a, l- a fish or two. Well, every once in a while, you know, you you find a lucky bite, and uh, that was that was awesome. Dad and I have been knocking on that door for a long time, so I think we were due, and it, it just the stars aligned, and and the fish came in the right order, and we were lucky, and we can't wait to be that that uh, first team to attempt to be back-to-back winners. Okay. Well, I, I should rephrase phrase that. Many teams have attempted, and nobody's accomplished it yet, and that's a lot of years with a lot of good anglers. So I know I got Dad back for one more year, and, and hopefully that we can be that team. Well, we'll find out in a few weeks. In the meantime, we got a lot of fishing to do. Um, let's start with Lake Bemidji. I know that uh, uh, you're, you've been on leech lately, but uh, for those who are in this area, maybe going out fishing this weekend, what would you expect an angler needs to do uh, to get some fish on Lake Bemidji? Well, I think you have to be adverse in techniques. I, you know, right now, even last weekend, I, I did not personally fish Lake Bemidji, but I know your your typical opening opening spots, like the Lake Urban Bite and the River Between, were kicking out fish, you know, so the fish are where they're supposed to be, so that means they're in transition looking for looking for shiners or perch or whatever else. So I would I would stick to the current areas this weekend still. Um, you know, we do, look. it looks like the we have weather, you know, we have weather coming up here the next couple of days, so, you know, it's going to cool off and we may be a little bit of wind. So that shallow water bite in the, anywhere from the, the humps out in the middle of Lake Irvin to the, in front of the water treatment plant through the, through the river to Lake Bemidji would be a great area to be. And then, of course, the north end of the lake where the water is the warmest, you know, up in front of the Rector's area through the Northwoods Landing is always a good place to try because that's where the cabbage weed is starting to grow the fastest. So those shiners will be up there. And, uh, if I was on Lake Bemidji this weekend, certainly where i would start okay well you were on leech lake last weekend and probably will be this weekend um first of all tell us a little bit about uh that big deal you and the leisure outdoor guys do that first weekend well we have we have a couple things uh we have we have a big group that's uh out of the cities um that uh, brings up uh quite a crew of, of of guys you know it's a guys weekend away and well this week this this last weekend we had seven boats and uh, they're filled with three, four people on each boat, and and they're just up to have a good time. And and uh, you know, it's, a, it's an annual deal. It's kind of fun. It's become tradition. And we take them out, and we we. This is typical of many of our group trips and day trips. Is we'll go out and fish for four hours, stop for a lunch break, and then go back out and hit it for a few more hours and finish off whatever we need to to get a limit if that's the case, if that's what they want, or just go out and catch a few big fish for pictures and uh, make some more memories. So it was a great group and. Uh, for the third year in a row, uh, Mr. Trey Waynes uh, joined us from the Vikings. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and uh, that's always fun. So I actually, Kev, was not part of that group. I'm in, as part of another group, uh, Dusty Minky, who's a National Walleye Trail angler, 
uh, has a crew of people at his house, and they okay. have what's called the Minky Cup. And so I competed in that with them and had a different crew, a father, father-son group out in my boat. And we actually stayed away from the from the other leisure outdoor riffraff and tried <laughs> to get the other. We actually, which is good, though, because we fished the south and southeast part of the lake, which was different from the report that uh, Chuck had given, you, given earlier in the week. And uh, so we actually got down in the, in the southeast part of the lake around Bear Island and Pelican and, and even behind uh, Bear Island and, uh, and fished. So um, it was good down there, too, with a bigger fish from the sounds of it and comparing notes with the rest of our group, group, which is what we love about having a guide group as, as compared to individual guides is we, mm-hmm. get, the, we get a chance to uh, compare notes, and it just breaks down the lake sooner and faster. And, and I can tell you the water temp was warmer down there. It was, we had 53 uh, behind the island, <clears throat> which is typically a shallow back in Boy Bay area. It's a shallower, muddier bite, and uh, over, over on the east side of that, it was real warm, and, and boy, the fish were active. Once we found them, we just actually we actually uh, tattooed them pretty good. You know, caught a, caught a lot of fish, threw a lot back with the new slot. You can keep fish over 20 inches now with one per angler, and, and we did not. We kept fish under 20, but uh, we certainly had a lot of them in that 24 to 26-inch range, so nice to, nice to play with. Yeah. Um, what were they biting on? Uh, we stuck to shiner minnows. You know, I was... I was uh, fortunate enough to to be in the loop that shiners were going to be tough, and when when uh, the bait shops in the South Walker area, which is your your Swanson's Bait and Hackensack and Full Stringer and Longville, when they had them, I drove up in Brainerd and got them and took care of them, put them in my water tank, and made sure I had enough for the weekend because uh, you know, in talking to boats, those who had them caught them, and those who didn't caught a few. So. Mm-hmm one of them deals and yeah. that's kind of what they want right now and and i we did catch them on slip barbers and leeches too and i actually caught them on ripping wraps when when that shiner count started getting getting down there i laid off and made sure the clients had uh had plenty of minnows left so i switched to different things and and it worked but it's just definitely not the same so what are you hearing from others uh well from now from moving forward here now that's you know it's still a shiner bite uh, people are catching them but the water's warming up so we have we've had beautiful days this week and and now we're in the 50s and uh you know within next well it's cool looks like it's going to be cooler now so it should maintain but we should be in that upper 50s so that's perfect um so right now we should be able to catch munchiners still the fish should be more aggressive this weekend on leech lake and with the with a little bit of chance of rain and uh, some wind, but not too much, it should be absolutely perfect for fishing this weekend on Leech Lake. So if you're thinking about going, it would be a great time to get down there because the conditions are perfect. As as Chuck was talking about earlier in the week, if, if people were listening, uh, it is a clear lake, um, not super clear yet, but uh, it might be getting clearer with the, if the zebra mussels uh, actually take off. But it's clear, so it's, you look you look for these days where there's at least mostly clouds, if not all clouds, to uh, to have your best days. And and I would expect I'm going to be I'm going to actually be pulling some night crawlers this weekend. I think that people wait and wait and wait for that to happen, and uh, I think it's it's almost ready to happen already. So I'm going to bring some night bring some night crawlers and uh, fat heads and. Shiner minnows and kitchen sink, Kevin. But I think it. I think it'll be really good. The jigs and minnows will still uh, definitely probably produce the, a lot of fish for people that are out on the lake. But um, the old Lindy rig or even spinners, some slow spinners, the light ones like uh, you know uh, all the plastic ones by Northland has out. I forget kind of like the boomerang shape. I forget what they're called. And then we have smile blades that I use from Max, Max Tackle Company. Uh, those are those are fun to pull early in the year when you can go you know half mile an hour to point eight and pull crawler in that eight to ten foot of water, which the fish should be getting deeper. 
um, you know, and spreading out a little bit. So some of the breaks where the where the crayfish are and the and the shiners are moving to as they move out in the daytime will definitely be holding fish. So I'm going to look for that probably um, Sucker Bay, Sucker Bay, Traders Bay, Bay, the break lines, not so much the shallow water where they were last weekend. I think the some of the shiners will be pushing out even already and uh, looking for those fish to spread on the break lines where they're still chasing shiners, but they're also waiting for the crayfish to start molting, which typically happens in June. But... It's definitely happening already. Usually by the first of June, it's 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 all crawlers. So. We are just getting started with Toby Cavallima. Got a lot more fish and talk to come. If you catch a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish, and you're never gonna see him again. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country with your host, Kev Jackson. He's the one asking the stupid questions. Getting you ready for the weekend with Toby Cavallivog from Leisure Outdoor Adventures. He spends a lot of time on Leech Lake. And Toby, there's a lot of great lakes in this neck of the woods. You uh, spend a lot of time on Leech. What is it you like about Leech? Uh, the diversity, Kevin. You know, there's really so much you can do. There's Because Leech Lake is 112,000 acres, you know, it's it's a little intimidating, but it really is several lakes in one. You have Walker Bay, which is deep, over 120 feet of water. It's clear, and uh, the lake fish is similar to casts, where you can find them on deep break lines at times, and, and you can rig them, and you can catch them deep. Um, the fish also are the lake, northern part of Walker Bay, and in the Cabacona Bay, really it's different fishing completely. You're, you're signage, side imaging and looking for fish and sand grass and sand flats in between the grass, and it's almost like Florida fishing where you're on, where you're on the flats. I mean, it's really all six, seven foot of water forever for miles, and, and uh, you can just go and find fish, and it's really unique there. Then you have your Leech Lake proper, which is full of rocks and rock reefs and points and and there it's a it's a jigging jigging middleman's dream lake because you can find your windy point and drift across it and catch fish uh, along with the walleyes of course it's a great musky lake and something that i've really fallen in love with here in the last few years and starting to get that figured out so in the summer when the walleye fishing starts to slow you still have your bass fishing and pan fishing and perch fishing and what i love is the muskies so uh, it's just an awesome lake in those regards, and the walleye fishing is is really uh, just never never fails to impress me. You know, I was a little worried uh, with last year the way the main lake set up, and there's a lot of there was a lot of mid twenty inch fish caught, and not a lot of smaller fish. You know, I, my dad and I did pretty well last year in that tournament too. We got third in the Leech Lake Walleye Tournament, and and the team that won, the team that got second, uh, Aaron Murphy, the team that got third, we all fished the main lake the first day. You know, so there was definitely the smaller fish and the bigger fish, and it was real healthy. But right after that tournament, it got really tough out there, uh, except for big fish. And so uh, I was a little bit worried as to what the spring would bring. But uh, given the report from the Traders Bay area and what I saw down by Bear Island, um, she's really healthy and way more smaller fish than I thought were in there. So I'm really encouraged by that. So uh, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing to get a few of those uh, you know, mid-20-inch fish out of the lake. I don't think people will be able to catch them all. It's just too big of a lake, and uh, it's going to get back to being, being a real balanced lake, so that's that bodes well for the fishery. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What were your thoughts? I know there was some controversy on opening up that slot a little bit. What about you? How do you feel about I, that? I was, quite honestly, personally, and, you know, it's it's just one weekend so far. We have mm-hmm. 
more to more to fish, but I was uh, pretty reserved about it. I didn't I didn't uh, think that we it was a great idea because obviously they're not stocking the lake right now. So the more mature fish you have in the lake, the better chance of of, of a good year class coming through. Um, Okay. That being said, that being said, they obviously have done that on their own here in the last couple of years because, you know, we typically don't run into a lot of fish that are smaller until they get to that 12, 13-inch range, even if they're in the lake, and we were just weren't seeing it. You know, I, one, one time last year while fishing deeper water on the main lake uh, off the Stony Point, I ran into a school of about 50 yards long of nothing but 7- to 9-inch walleyes that just bumped into and, you know, caught a few of them, but I could mark them all. And so I thought, well, this is great, but this is only one spot in the lake. And uh, I don't know if that's the same school of fish or whatever, but people that were fishing in Traders Bay, which is just north from Stony Point to Pine Point, that bay there, uh, over opening weekend, were catching lots and lots and lots of 10 to 12 to 13-inch walleyes, which I'm guessing is that same year class. So that's awesome. That's what we were looking for. And uh, we typically run into those fish in the Walker Bay area where it's deeper, but not the main lake. So to see them in both areas now, that means that they're definitely doing their job on their own. So I, I, gotta, I guess I've got to believe, you know, that's something that you have to trust the biology, the biologists of the, you know, the DNR because they're out there testing with test nets and, and shocking and testing whatever they do. And, and they're finding fish that we're just not able to catch yet because they're not mature. And, and so all we know is what we see while, right. while angling, you know, and, and obviously there's more fish there. So um, I, gotta, I guess I've got I to gotta trust the DNR. <laughs> Well, obviously, right now it's all about the walleye. But do, do most of, is that what most of your customers want most of the year? You know, walleye is one of those things that, when a, from a guiding standpoint, that you know, some of us are walleye snobs, Kev, <laughs> and uh, people generally want to catch fish. You know, they want to sure they'd like to catch a big walleye or a muskie or whatever else. But when it comes down to it, they're paying for some action and time on the water, making some memories. So, you know, walleyes. Yes, we chase walleyes a lot from. May through June and into July and August. You know, we do fish Walker Bay a lot, and we do take a lot of people out of the chase in the lake or the city park or or some of the other resorts on that half of the lake. Um, but when it comes to it, down to it, you know, if there's kids in the boat, we're not afraid to take a perch fish and whatever. You know, this, mm-hmm. this year we're actually going to branch into that a little bit. We have a gentleman that's coming on board that's going to be taking just that, you know, kids' two-hour fishing trips for us. Yeah, and uh, so those people, those type of people, the clients that are up there, really up on vacation first and then hire a fishing guide, they're not really looking to catch anything specific. They're just looking to catch. But, yes, you know, when I look at my calendar, it's pretty full already all the way through August. And uh, as I look at it, people are either walleye fishing or musky fishing, and they're coming back year after year for that specifically. So I would say a lot of people come up to go fishing. They stay at the Chase in the Lake or whichever resort they're at, and, and they see our brochures, and they're like, well, let's go catch a fish. If they happen to see my picture on the cover and I'm holding a big walleye, yeah, sure, they'd like to catch one of those, too. <laughs> in reality, if it's August, you know, maybe we're going to go chase perch instead. And, you know, even at that, back to the diversity of the lake, when we're fishing perch or something else, we're going to run into a big pike or we're going to run into big walleyes or even a muskie at that time. So another part of the lake that's awesome. But when it comes down to it, yes, a lot of people want to fish walleyes, but we're not... We're not scared to chase the uh, the other species as well, and quite honestly, when the bite's tough, that's what we'll do. Okay. I love the idea of bringing on a guy just to specialize on kid strips. That's a great idea. Yeah, well, we had a gentleman, uh, Jim Borgstrom. He's been living on Cabacona Bay for quite a while, and he approached us about that ed- that exact idea. 
And, uh, you know, we every time we pull into the dock at the Chase in the Lake, the kids are trying to hammer the rock bass from underneath it, and that's where I started back as a kid, you know, taking my pole down to the Mississippi River just west of town where my mom and dad are and get on the bike just, you know, it's just half a mile away, and, and I'd walk through the swamps and everything else to find the best beaver dam on that stretch of the river, and that's what I would do, catch rock bass, and that's where it all starts. And, you know, getting kids on the water is exactly what it's about. Jim's a retired, retired gentleman that's been up there for about 20 years now, and He's got grandchildren, loves taking kids fishing, and, and that's what he wants to do. That's it. He doesn't want to do the walleye trip so much or anything else. He wants to take kids for a couple hours and educate and take them fishing. And it'll be a cheaper price point. We're looking at 200 bucks for a few hours in the water with everything supplied. It's a pretty good deal. Okay. You know, uh, um, obviously I've known you since you were playing hockey for the Jacks and then went on to UND, and then all of a sudden I, I've seen pictures and uh, you know reading articles of Toby Kavalivag, this this great fishing guide. How did that evolution take place? Well, exactly what we were just talking about. You know, um, I mentioned on the stage with you as well, but when I was, uh, oh boy, I don't know, right around 14 years old, 13, maybe younger, I took that on my own um, my own fishing on the riverbank to take a kid fishing. Um, I think I was 12 years old because I went out with... Uh, uh, Rob Balmer from Bemidji, and he took me out. I got out with the crew from Northland Fishing Tackle and met up at the state park, and we went out. Uh, I believe we fished Lake Bemidji on the west, uh, east side over there by where the river is, and, and I got to see what it's like in a boat, and I just fell in love. From there, I had a buddy who lived on Cass Lake. Terry Jacobson lived with his mom, Lorna, out there, and, and I pretty much spent my summers out there. My parents would come, make me come home, mow the grass, and I'd be right back out there, and, <laughs> and I just absolutely fell in love with it. And like anything, time on the water, you know, as stubborn as I can be, which is a good thing when it comes to fishing, time on the water, you just eventually learn a few things, you know, and they've added up, and, and I started competing, you know, being a jack, whether it, was, uh, whether it was hockey or soccer or whatever sport I was playing, you know, I'm just a competitor, and, and uh, at, at, you know, at some point, you can't play the sports sports anymore, and fishing's definitely a sport, and and uh, started competing in that, so... From pretty a pretty early beginning, I became successful in chasing walleyes, and and uh, yeah, and then I got to fishing with my dad. I took a break from fishing the pro tour and been fishing with my dad for the last few years. Pretty much, uh, just pretty much him and I, and and now we're having success, and that's the best part. Of it. Right now, I'm in my glory years because I get to fish with my dad and have some success. You know, last year on the stage with you and and getting that uh, getting that big check and and the jackets and the hats and everything else. Man, that's just a that's a that's a memory I'll never forget. Well, hopefully you can make it two in a row, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's come a long way from those rock bass and the beaver dam, I guess. I guess that's for sure. But yeah, two in a row would be super awesome. The only problem with that is uh, I hope my dad wouldn't retire after that because I want to keep him going. It's good for him. <laughs> you know, we both have been uh, we kind of had makeovers. I had a neck surgery and a shoulder mm-hmm. surgery. And he has had a neck surgery and a wrist surgery. So I think we're both on the men still, but, uh, boy, we're going to be ready to rock. So watch out. We're going to be younger than ever now. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, th- speaking of you as a former lumberjack, I'm sure you would have loved to have a lumberjack fishing team uh, like they do now. Uh, I tell you what, that my hockey career might have been over. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a lie either. Boy, I, I, I think of that and I see that, you know, it's... A lot of that, Brainerd's got the, just a huge group. Brainerd down here is one of the first teams that started on this, and we have around 200 kids involved now in wow. the Brainerd area, and it's just it's an amazing deal. And, and to watch it grow here the last couple of years, and, and uh, it, it sounds like a 
well, it's not just fishing. It's the shooting sports, too. It's just mm-hmm. it's a great op- op- opportunity for these kids that are just a little bit outside the box when it comes to competition. You know, they're, whether it's a debate team or a speech team or hunting or fishing or whatever it may be, it's nice to have these opportunities for kids because, you know, with all going on electronically nowadays, it's great to have them do something besides just sit in front of a screen. So. That's I bad. guess sitting in front of a lance is kind of the same thing. But <laughs> yeah, but at least you're getting fresh air. It's a good tie-in. I tell you what, these kids, that are, they're so good with electronics, and you probably know, uh, you get them in front of these hummingbirds, the lance, whatever the units are, and, and uh, us, older guys, us older guys are going to have to watch out. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Hey, um, are you doing anything with the fishing team at all? I am not. I, uh, I, I do kind of a silent sport. You know, I this year, Leisure and Outdoor Adventures sent a couple kids to the to the uh, National Anglers uh, Convention down in the cities, and oh, we nice. paid for them to go, and, and a couple girls, actually, that uh, are, are trying to get into it. And we fished. Jason Freed and I both had a chance to be both captains last year here. Uh, I did on Gull Lake. He did one over on Pokegma uh, with these girls, and, uh, you know, they're really into it. But, you know, it's just harder for them to get in. There's not as many girls into it, so it's hard for them to have their support group, you know, within. within. So we got, we got them, we got them uh, signed up and down there, and, and I have some other kids here that may be on the fishing team. Some of them aren't, but there's just a lot of kids that like to fish. So instead of selling my used stuff or whatever else, I donate a lot of things to kids here in the Brainerd area. So Great. that's kind of how I'm giving back. But I, I just have so much going on with I coach softball, which I'm in the middle of right now. I do middle school softball and coach hockey all winter. I just I don't have as much time as I'd want to commit to it from a planning standpoint. So try to do what I can and, and uh, support them as much as possible. All right, circling around back to the beginning, uh, we're heading out on the water this weekend. What should we do? Uh, what are, What are the two main things we should be doing? Uh, well, we're talking walleye fishing, and mm-hmm. we should be talking crappie fishing. Those are the two things that are you know right in front of you right now this weekend. Both will be primed, whether we're fishing Bemidji, Cass Lake, or Walker area. Uh, bring your jigs and shiners. You know all the all the bait shops, Bemidji, Destination, Northwoods. They'll both be stocked up. The, you know, last weekend was tough to have them with the warm weather. The bait shops have shiners, so get in and get some shiners. Get yourself some jigs, eighth ounce, quarter ounce, both. And, uh, you know, try drifting with the lighter ones. And if you're not, uh, if you have side imaging, you'll be able to find the fish side imaging, stop your boat, and cast the heavier ones to those same fish and uh, snap them a little bit. That'll create a reaction bite. So jigs and shiners. If not, if that's not working or if the fish are really spread out, throw out a night crawler, real lightweight, one-eighth ounce, fish in that eight-foot water, six, six to eight-foot of water, or even a leech, either one, but fish at 8.8 miles an hour or slower, and you'll get bit that way too. So fish in shallow water, and, of course, the crappies will be in the in the wood or pencil reeds or whatever else are going to be staging for spawn, and I highly recommend that you get in there and have some fun, but let those bigger ones go. Those females are really, really, really uh, susceptible to the harvest right now, and we want to keep those in the water. All right, Toby Kavalivag with the advice for the weekend. Hey, Toby, great talking to you as always, and uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. That's going to be awesome, Kevin. Can't wait to see you, and thanks to everybody. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A dual operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.